What's up, Hawks fans? Welcome to another episode of Sweater Weather, a Chicago Blackhawks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Luke, joined once again by Abe. I'm back. He's back. Um, <clears throat> okay, so uh, it's uh, it's been a little while. Uh, I had my wisdom tooth, uh, my wisdom teeth, all four of them out last week. So uh, that's why we didn't podcast last week. Um, <clears throat> this will probably be a, a sort of short episode. We've just got a couple of items to cover here. Also, I didn't do any prep work whatsoever. So um, I've just got a brief list of uh, items to discuss in front of me here. So let's uh, let's start with the uh, the team's recent turnaround. Uh, they've been playing better lately ever since that game against Vancouver. Um, uh, I think uh, what what was the t- I, I think it was the the San Jose game, the second one, yeah. where the Hawks just looked absolutely atrocious. That uh, that California road trip was just terrible. Um, Minus the Ducks game, but even that one was still kind of... They, they probably should have lost that game. Yeah. Like, they, they played pretty poorly that game. I think they should have lost that one. Uh, but, you know, uh, two points, two points. Um, so, I guess uh, they've... Based on what I've, I've heard from, like, interviews and breakdowns and things like that, the Hawks... Uh, Jeremy Colleton kind of decided to go back to uh, some elements of the system that they had last year. Where it was um, uh, a little less uh, defense oriented and a little bit more run and gun. Sorry, my wife's yelling at the cat. Uh, a little, a little less uh, defense oriented and a little bit more run and gun and uh, let the offense go crazy. Uh, not that the not that the defense has been a strength in recent seasons, but. I think what Jeremy Colton was trying to do at the beginning of this season was lock down the defense and then build the offense out from there. But the defense never... The, the personnel are just not good enough, and the system is not built for you know those personnel. So what ended up happening is poor defense and no offense, which is why I think we got off to such a slow start. Uh, but now... Uh, now that we're back to playing a little bit more loose in uh in the offensive zone, I think I think we're looking more like last year's team that had that was playing at a hundred point pace after January. <clears throat> so uh yeah, I guess do do you think this is sustainable? I I think so, because they've been like the only issue well, the only thing that I find is the big issue is obviously, again, the defense, just because of how many shots they've been letting in. Like, that's the thing that's concerning. Like, Crawford mm-hmm. and Leonard both can't constantly stand on their head every night. They're going to have those off games. That's true. But that that's the one thing that, like, is going to, I feel like, could be the trend of the season now, now that essentially you just have to outscore the opponent. Yeah, and hope the defense is decent enough to hold teams to fewer goals. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I'm reminded of of last season uh, in like in around March or so the the team started to slow down a little bit. Like they were they were really on a hot streak in January and February, and then. Uh, in in March and April things things slowed down a little bit. Remember, 
we we played a couple of we pl- there was uh, there was like a two week span when we played like five games against divisional opponents. We played like two games against Nashville, or excuse me, two games against uh, Dallas, I think, and like three games against Colorado or something like that. And I think I think we walked away from those with like four points or something. Like it it was not good. Like we just couldn't win when we needed to, and that's part of the reason that we missed the playoffs by I think six points last year. Um, so I do wonder if there's going to be, uh, if there's going to be a slowdown at some point, if, you know, if the offense dries up a little bit, because that, that, that happens, you know, in, in periods, uh, throughout the, uh, throughout the season. Um, and, uh, you know, we do have Murphy coming back. That's another item I got to, uh, I was going to address but uh, and, and Murphy has been our most reliable defender this season, last season. Um, it's, it's really noticeable when he's not on the ice. <clears throat> uh, so the, the second item I have on my agenda here is uh, a Boquist was sent to Rockford. I've, I saw this move drawing a lot of ire from fans on social media. Um, what do you think about it? Um... I mean, like like you and I were talking about it the other day, or I think it was just yesterday, that having, like, Bocas is the only one that can go back and forth between the AHL and NHL without mm. too much of an issue. Otherwise, he'd have to burn a year if it's past the nine games, obviously. Yeah. But, like, I, like with the other guys, the, the one that would, you would probably send back because he's the seventh guy is Cuckoo. But yeah. You'd have to put him on waivers. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure there's a good chance he get claimed. Him. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. Like the only thing I would have liked to see was Colleton letting him play the back to back instead of letting him sit, like him and um, Doc sit that one the first game and then play. They both played the second game. Yeah. Like to me, that was a sign that they were prob like there was a chance that he might be up stay with the team for the rest of the season because yeah that's not something you would do unless you don't want your young players to get the burnout of mm-hmm. the long season. So like Doc was understandable, but Boquist like yeah it made no sense. Yeah, but I mean I guess they had to do it unless I mean unless an injury or two happens. I think he'll stay down there until later on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I got the same sense that um, just, like, uh, it's... Colton's been known to... Uh, and it's kind of been a talking point this season. Like, he's he's scratched a couple of guys, like Seabrook, Gustafson, uh, Kubelik. He scratched these guys, and then they came back, and then they had great games afterwards. Um, but he always scratched them because they had some pretty rough games. Um, uh, Boquist, I didn't feel had that rough game that warranted, uh, scratch as like a, like a disciplinary action. Uh, so it seemed more like he was giving him a rest. Yeah. And like you said, uh, when you're, when you're giving guys a rest like that, it, it feels like you've. Uh, like the plan is to keep them up here for the long haul, um, and I I can understand why people were upset about uh, Boquist and oh, the dogs outside. He's uh, crying. 
because he wants to come in here. Um, I, I can understand why people were upset about Boquist being sent back to Rockford. You know, he's he's our second best prospect. He's exciting to watch. You know, people people want something to be exciting, uh, excited about, uh, especially you know when this team was under five hundred and we haven't made the playoffs in two seasons, and uh, you know people people want that, but. It it really is the best move in my mind. Like you said, if you the only other person you could send is uh is Cuckoo. Well, okay, so you cannot send Keith or Seabrook. You can send Murphy, Mata, Dehan, and Gustafson, but you're not going to. Right. So that's six guys right there. That fills out your uh the your your uh, defensive roster for you know a game the guys that you address. Yeah. Uh, you usually keep seven guys on the roster, and then you you sub out uh one or two guys a game. Um, <clears throat> so the only other guy who would make sense to send down, like you said, is Cuckoo. He'd have to go through waivers. He'd probably get claimed. Uh. It's not the end of the world if we lose Cuckoo to waivers, uh, but uh, it's it's still not great. Even if even if Boquist is now our seventh defenseman, you know he's going to play third pairing minutes. He's going to sit in the press box every other game. He's not going to play on special teams. Just let him go to Rockford. Let him play twenty twenty five minutes a night, play in the power play on the PK, develop. I just I feel like. Uh, you know, come back prepared for him to play a full season next year. And yeah. then on top of that, like you mentioned, uh, he's he's played six NHL games. Uh, if you play more than nine NHL games, then you burn the first year of your entry-level contract. So we don't have to worry about that. We can, we can kick his RFA year down the road. Uh, we can kick that can down the road for another year. <clears throat> so I just, I feel like it's the, the best thing to do. Yeah, and then I feel like the other thing, too, Cuckoo, of all the defensemen, is the expendable one because mm-hmm. Dehan and Mata have been pretty decent. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Murphy's like been our best defenseman. And now Gustafson, I feel like since his benching, he's turned it around. He's been playing better, too. Yeah, uh, I, think a, I think a part of Gustafson's turnaround is because of the, the tweaks that Colton made to the system. Um, cause it's, it's no secret that Gustafson is not a defensive defenseman. In fact, he is quite the opposite. Um, he can make some great plays, score some goals, pick up some assists, but he is often a liability in his own end. So when you've got Eric Gustafson not scoring and not defending, then he's just a dumpster fire on the ice. Yeah. So... Uh, and with that, we're going to take a quick break. Here's a word from our sponsor. Okay, so let's talk about Connor Murphy. Um, he was placed on uh, LTIR, long-term injured reserve, after the, the first Vegas game, I believe. Um, and now the rules of LTIR are that uh, to be eligible, you must miss uh, 10 games and 24 days. Now... He is eligible to play. We're recording this on Saturday, November sixteenth. The Blackhawks are. Uh, it's six thirty right now, and uh, you, by the time you're listening to this, the game will probably be over. Um, but the uh, the Blackhawks will be playing the um, 
National Predators, and uh, Murphy is eligible to play in that game. He has since then been recalled from, uh, uh, or excuse me, he's been activated from uh, long-term injured reserve. So with Murphy back, uh, how do you feel about the defense moving forward? Um, I feel like he's going to definitely help, especially just because the crazy number of shots on goal the teams have been giving, the Hawks have been giving up since he's went down. So I feel like it's going to help a bit, but the defense is still going to be a work in progress throughout the season. Yeah. <clears throat> like, what was... Um, was it was it against the Canucks? Or was it against the Penguins where they gave up, like, over 50 shots? Um, it was the... the I think Leafs. it was the Maple Leafs. They gave up 57 shots. Yeah. Which I think... Uh, don't quote me on this, but I, I want to say it tied a franchise record. Oh, God. Or something like that. Uh, actually, the most extraordinary fact about that game, and I, I love this statistic, they gave up 57 shots, but they only gave up four high-danger chances that entire game. We had really? 10. We had 10. We gave up four. Huh. Yeah. It's 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 pretty incredible, actually. Um uh, so I'd say if you're looking at advanced stats, uh, you know, like the, the shots on goal, those are, those are certainly important because if, if you're taking shots on goal, it means that you have possession of the puck and you want to have possession of the puck. So if it's, if it's like the Nashville game where it was 50 to 20 shots on goal, you know, that means that they had the puck a lot more than we did. Um, <clears throat> but it, you know, shots on goal aren't everything. Um, uh, Corsi is important too. Corsi's, you know, like a, a shot attempt uh, differential, um, and then uh, the other things. The other things I, I like to focus on are um, expected goals and uh, high danger chances, because uh, that that Toronto game is a perfect example. We we spanked them not because we took more shots on goals than them, but because we suppressed them enough, we suppressed their offense so that the the shots that they were taking were mostly from the perimeter. There were a lot of shots, but they were low-quality chances. Yeah. So, um, the, you know, these the stats are important, but you got, you got to look at the big picture. Yeah, um, I'm looking at the last few... I'm just, I've just been looking at the last few games... Like, just how many shots they gave up. So, the last game against Vegas, the Hawks gave up 42 shots on goal. Mm -hmm. Against the Maple Leafs was 57. Against Pittsburgh was 31. That Vegas game was crazy. Yeah. That was a good game. It really was. Against Uh, the Canucks, they gave up 38 shots. So, like, those two games against the Canucks and the Penguins, not too bad. But against the Leafs and the Knights, that's a lot of shots they gave up. Yeah, that... The the game against the Knights, we I almost think that we probably should have lost that one. Uh because even if you know, the shots were lopsided, but even if you do look at the advanced stats, all the things that I just listed, expected goals, high danger chances, they edged us out in pretty much all of them. Yeah. Um, I, I think what I I think for that game, the biggest turning point in that game was that disallowed goal that would have put them up three to one. Oh yeah. Because R- right after that the Hawks scored two goals in ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was that was big. That that could have been a game changing moment. Yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> that took like all of the momentum out for Vegas because they because the Hawks went on to score four on it unanswered before Vegas scored one more in the closing like two minutes. Five unanswered. Was it five unanswered? Yeah, yeah. We were down two nothing. Oh, that's right. We scored five. Yeah. They scored one. Yeah, because they got that last one in the closing like, mm-hmm. two minutes of the game. So yeah, two or three minutes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I think, you know, I th- like you said, I think the, the defense is going to be a work in progress all season. I think Connor Murphy is going to help. He's not going to turn us into a good defense. Uh, and, you know, Jeremy Colton is not Barry Trotz, who's going to turn the New York Islanders into, the, I guess, the new New York Islanders. Uh, seriously, what he did with their defense is incredible. Uh, from the seventeen eighteen season to the eighteen nineteen season, it's it's two different teams. Uh, there's no way that Co- Jeremy Colton is going to do that. Yeah, no. But uh, we've got, I think, uh, forwards and scoring is a strength of ours. And if we can have average defense with incredible scoring and incredible goaltending, then you know there's a chance that we could be a playoff team. We're not going to win a Stanley Cup, but we could. Uh, we could make it in the playoffs and maybe ride a hot goaltender into the second round. Yeah. And then the one nice thing, too, is like the power play has been improving again, too, because they got off to a pretty bad start. Yeah. And that's one of the big turnarounds, too. Like, that's the power play is going to be huge for the Hawks. Yeah. The power play has been better, but I think the really incredible thing is that we now have like a, like, I guess this shouldn't be incredible, but it is. We have like a middle of the road PK now, and our our PK was ass. Yeah. Uh, it it wasn't even that great under Q, like, uh, you know the in like the fifteen, sixteen, sixteen, seventeen season. Yeah, the first few years they were pretty solid, but mm-hmm. yeah, as yeah. Keith Keith and Seabrook got older. Yeah, we haven't had that that great defensive core since you know the Stanley Cup years. Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about is uh, Kirby Doc's ice time. I'm just going to read off uh, his time on ice through his 12 games in the NHL so far. 13, 8, 14 minutes, 12 minutes, 10, 12, 7, 12, 10, 9, 7, 12. Wow. So not a lot. This kid is used to playing 20, 25 minutes a night in Saskatoon playing on uh on the pk on uh the power play and then i correct me if i'm wrong but i think he has been playing on the on he played on one one of the special teams right i think he i think it was the power play i think he was on the second i think he was on the second power play unit like, yeah recently got added to it yeah so it, it's it's kind of been a concern i've i've heard a lot of other people talking about uh, how he should probably be getting more time on ice. Um, what do you think? Oh, I agree. I mean, like, especially he's been playing a lot better. Like, his first few games, obviously, he's mm-hmm. still adjusting to the league and all that. But I feel like he's starting to hit his stride, and not giving him minutes is really going to hurt his development. Like, yeah. he, he, needs to, he needs to play, like, 15 to 20 minutes a night. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, he's not going to develop. And I would say, by right, like right now, I haven't heard 
like even too much about the other rookies the, that um what oh god uh, Kubalik no Hughes and um oh oh um, Jack Hughes and Kaka yeah like you haven't heard too much about them like because usually those top one and two prospects in the NHL that get like they're usually like doing really well yeah. in the rookie seasons. <clears throat> but I feel like Doc is the one that's been to me has been showing that he's been the better one of the three so far. Like the, those top three. Yeah, Hughes I know Hughes had a, a bit of a dry spell to begin the season and then then he, he started scoring. Um I I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Yeah. I can guarantee you that Jack Hughes and Capocaco have more points than Kirby Doc does. Um, but uh, it's impressive nonetheless that he's playing in the NHL at 18 years old and mm-hmm. that you know the team committed to keeping him here all season. Um, although I could maybe see them sending him to World Juniors in December or January, whenever that is, you know, to boost his confidence. Yeah. Um, like they did with Yoki Haru, except I think they like Doc more than they liked Yoki Haru. Uh, but yeah, so to your to your point, I think he does deserve a little bit more ice time than he's getting. Maybe not top six minutes just yet, especially in his rookie season. You know, again, he's eighteen years old. He's he hasn't quite uh, built up the the muscle mass that it takes to play against grown men. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know he's not used to the the slog of an eighty two game season, so uh, you know that that game where uh, Colin Healthy scratched him, uh, him and Boquist. I'm not opposed to doing things like that. I, I'm I'm also not opposed to doing things like that with veterans. I I think Keith and Seabrook could use a night off against you know if we're playing like the Red Wings or the Senators or something like just rest those guys. Yeah, or even like back to backs. Yeah, back to backs would be good too, um, but. Uh, I guess, yeah, I, I'm looking at his, his time on ice here. He's had one game over 14 minutes. Uh, the rest of them, just looking at the average, it's probably around 10 or 11. I think you could give him 15 minutes a night. Yeah. And you could, you could play him, I don't know, 70 games this year. Well, uh, not 70 games. He, he, he was injured to start the season. So maybe like 60, 65. Yeah, and then you just gotta like those rest <laughs> games just so yeah he doesn't get the burnout of that full yeah. the full season yeah sprinkle those in there every like two weeks or so, um, but yeah and then you know stick him on the stick him on the second PK stick him on the the second power play, uh let him take more faceoffs, uh they've I think they've been primarily using him as a winger but you know he's a center and. Uh, the way that Jonathan Jonathan Taves, uh, the way that they handled Jonathan Taves in his rookie season, is, uh, well, I guess Kane and Taves they came up in a different environment. There were no expectations for the Blackhawks back then, mm-hmm. so Dennis Savard basically put them out there, gave them top six minutes, let them play all season, and just kind of run wild and make mistakes and uh, learn things the hard way. Whereas uh, right now Kirby Doc, he's got. Not only does he have big shoes to fill, he's he's part of the future core of this team, uh, but this is a team that's hoping to make the playoffs for the first time in three years. So there there are expectations to for him to perform, uh, and 
for the team to perform. So if, if he goes out and he plays 20 minutes a night and he makes a bunch of mistakes and those mistakes cost us games, maybe that didn't matter in 2007, 2008 for Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, but it's going to matter for Kirby Doc in 2019, 2020. Yeah. Yeah, because his that's the one thing I've seen him struggle with too, like mm-hmm. the season with the face-offs, and that's <laughs> what he needs to work on. And I, I'm looking at the lineups for for the game against Nashville and yeah they have him as a right winger with Taves inside yeah so I'd like to see them I'd like to see them move him to center give him like 15 minutes a night play him you know 60 65 games yeah but then who who do you replace in center though Camp or Carpenter uh for we, Doc we've we've got a lot of guys who can play center right. um Shaw can play center uh, Camp can play center. Uh, Zach Smith and Ryan Carpenter can play center, um, and those are all just bottom six guys. Mm-hmm. Well, it's debatable if if Shaw is a bottom six guy, but um, yeah, it's you know you you've got options. <clears throat> we got Leonard and Gold too, so tonight. Yeah, but then we we played Buffalo tomorrow too, so it's a back to back. Oh yeah. So Crow will probably get the start then. Yeah. <clears throat> uh so yeah, I guess that's that's all we've got for now. Uh we'll hopefully be back uh next week. I'm not planning on having any more surgery done. Um at least intentionally. <laughs> yeah, not intentionally. Maybe I'll get hit by a bus or something. Uh God willing. <clears throat> uh so we'll uh we'll talk to you guys next week. Go Hawks. Bye.